0: Welcome, this is Anthony Haynes, I'm Creative Director of Frontinus Limited. Welcome to the Grey Lit Cafe Podcast, brought to you by Frontinus Limited. Frontinus is a communications consultancy focused on engineering, infrastructure, sustainability, and research. Now, in many episodes of the Grey Lit Cafe Podcast, we focus on particular genre. And this episode is one of those. The genre that we focus on today Is cases, case studies. And I'm delighted to say I have with me an expert guest to discuss this topic. And our guest is Dr. Farah Arif, who is senior lecturer at the Howe University Business School. So, welcome, Farah.
1: Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for inviting me
0: over. It's a great pleasure to have you. I should say to listeners, I've known you for a long time from your days when you were doing your doctoral research at uh, the Judge Business School in Cambridge. So the Judge Business School is already uh, featured um, on this podcast. I think you're the second guest from from that pedigree, but uh, welcome. Thank you. Now, I um, I thought I reached out to you because I read a post by you on LinkedIn about uh, case studies, and I, I thought it would be a very useful thing to do, to just start at the beginning really, and ask for listeners of this podcast who perhaps might not be familiar with the genre of cases, might not really know much about them at all, and might not know well, what are they for? Why would you want to create them? So, so really, my first question is: What, what, what do we mean by cases, and and, and what, what are cases actually for?
1: Right. So, um, case study is a pedagogical tool for a, for an experiential learning. So, mm-hmm. imagine that uh, professor opens up a class with mm-hmm. a story, and in that story, there is a protagonist, a character who is facing a problem. Right. The professor says that here is this protagonist and he or she is facing this challenge, challenge of business, of course, uh, because I'm talking about case studies in the business context. Right. So a character is facing a problem in a business context and now the student sitting in the classroom has to help the protagonist to solve the challenge. Mm. So, case study is a story about a business challenge where uh, there is uh, a narrative of how the challenge is being faced by the character, uh, right. what is the information at hand uh, to solve their challenge, uh, what was uh, happened before the challenge, uh, what would be the consequences of the different decisions that that character would take. So it's a kind mm-hmm. of a storytelling in the business context where you have to make a decision. So it's a great learning tool for the mm. students who put themselves in the shoes of the protagonist uh-huh. who is, who right. is going to be a CEO or the CXO of a, a company. And then they will make a decision. So, it's a kind of a simulated environment, if you would like to put it this way, where a student will go into that character and uh, put Mm. him or herself into the shoes of that character and will try to resolve Mm. the problem uh, with the information given in the case study. Mm. So, this is the way uh, we introduce case studies in the classroom and help our students to learn the decision-making in an uncertain environment. And and this is very important, uncertainty. Because when you go out in a job market, the decision-making you do, it is very much in an uncertain environment.
0: Yes. You really
1: don't know uh, what will be the outcome of that decision. Case studies prepare you for that uncertain environment. Because uh, this is the practice that you do in the classroom that given this data, given this context, uh, what kind of decisions can we make? And then students Mm -hmm. go out when in the real life, then these case studies uh, help them. And let me tell you another interesting thing. When we teach case studies in the classroom, uh, it becomes a second nature of those students that they need the data to make the decision. So essentially, Mm -hmm. case studies also make you a data-driven decision maker.
0: That's very interesting. So I think in textbook publishing, people sometimes talk about cases merely meaning something like, you know, a description of something, an example. But we're kind of full-blown cases we're talking about here. They're more than just descriptions. They are interactive tools as well. Yeah. And I'm a great fan of simulations. I read a book uh, decades ago by Ken Jones, brilliant book on uh, how to design simulations. And I have written simulations where they're they're sort of, I would say, halfway between case studies and role plays. But um, they're they're similar to case studies in the sense that the questions of thinking, Well, no one can sort of tell you what to do, can they? You, 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 I guess the questions you're asking are things like, what do you think you should do? Or what should this person have done? Is that right?
1: Um, it's, it's actually, uh, this, the first question that what should, what should that person do? It's not about what he has done because we are talking, it's a very futuristic approach that we take Uh in the case study. So it's like, what should he be doing? Interestingly, even if we are teaching the case study of the past, even if we know right. what decision was taken at that point in time, even then the students might make a different decision. Because you yes, don't indeed. know whether that decision taken by that uh, manager was correct or not. So, yes. b- because the student has to back up his or her decision with the data given in the case Yes. Study. So, he or she can make a different des- decision. So, so it's more about what should he or she the protagonist uh should do uh, given the circumstances
0: yeah and i can see how that will engage sort of imagination and perhaps even the emotional engagement of um i mean it's it actually sounds almost like taking part in a, a drama a piece a, a play or um a, a devising a piece of fiction i think really so um
1: very correct
0: and i guess it appeals to the same it's a bit like the way p- people play video games. I think it's got the same exploring a scenario. Um, so uh, you're, you're, what I noticed when, when I read your post on LinkedIn, it's, it's not just that you know a good deal about case studies. So I think I'm right in saying you are qualified. You you have a c- certification from uh, Harvard in case writing. Is that right?
1: Yes, that's true. Um, it was uh, actually about 12-day uh, certification. Mm. Uh, that I did um, with uh, Harvard Business School. Uh, half-part was uh, based on how to deliver a case study in the classroom right. as an instructor. And half-part was based on how to write a case ah, right. It was a very interesting uh, experience, and we have learned a lot uh, because uh, whoever the audience was uh, based on the different faculty members uh, came from across the world. Right. Uh, and all of us were very keen in, uh, doing case studies in a classroom.
0: That sounds, that sounds a brilliant experience. And so I noticed in your post that I read on LinkedIn, it's not just that you know a good deal about case studies, it's also you're really enthusiastic, like you, you, you really like them. So, could I ask you, I'd like to explore that, that sort of more emotional engagement with them, actually. Well, what is it that, that sort of turns you on about case studies? What makes you so enthusiastic and in- committed to them?
1: Um, I think uh, one of the reasons is that uh, while I was doing my MBA, I was taught by case studies. So as a student, I m- solved many case studies. And I've really enjoyed it because as I explained it, that uh, case studies is an environment, a simulated environment, which will be created in the classroom where the student will participate in the discussion uh, as of a protagonist. So this is a very engaging mm. experience uh, for a student. So I really liked this experience when I was a student. Mm. And when I got an opportunity uh, to teach in the at the university level at, uh, in the MBA program, the school where I started teaching in the MBA program, that was also, uh, that was also using case studies. Yeah. So it was a great opportunity for me, uh, to bring back this pedagogical tool in my classroom as well. Uh, so of course, um, I really got excited about it. And as, uh, as I was teaching the case studies, I started writing the case studies as well. So, there are a few case studies which I wrote with different Uh companies. Uh And uh, so, so it's a 360 degree uh, experience with the case study. I did case studies as a student. Then I started teaching the case studies written by other professors. And then I wrote my own case studies, which I also taught in the classroom. Mm. And of course, my colleagues also taught them. Yes. Uh so it was it was a very interesting experience yeah. and uh you will be happy to know that one of my case studies was published at INSIAD. Oh really uh France. Yes. Um, there is a professor uh by the name of uh Amitava, Professor Amitava. and I wrote this case study and this case study was on uh, financial inclusion. Right. Uh and the pretext uh was the context was of Pakistan. Uh, where this financial uh, inclusion was happening and I captured that moment in my case study and the challenges faced by the protagonist and how they tried to solve the problem. So 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 that's why I'm quite uh, enthusiastic about case studies because uh, it has been a great experience of learning and teaching.
0: Yeah, and that that fact of as you say, you've got three sixty degree involvement. Kind of, I'm sure that will come across in the classroom that you feel, you know, that the students can sense that you're you feel at home in this genre. And you feel committed to this genre. So you said that you'd written case studies. So let's move on to the writing. So one of the things we like to do on this podcast is be pragmatic and give people advice. You know, if you're thinking of producing or writing something, here's some things you should do. So if there are actual writers of case studies or wannabe writers of case studies listening to this podcast, what would your advice be? What what, what tips would you like to give them about what they should do?
1: Yeah. So, um, you cannot write a case study unless you are teaching it. Because once you start teaching the case study, then you would know that uh, what are the different pastures that you have to include in the case study. How will you start the case study? How will you end the case study? How will an argument uh, uh, be made during the case study? So, my first tip uh, to any uh, potential writer of a case study is that they have to teach the case studies first. That's the first thing. The second thing is that uh, uh, there are two kind of case studies. One is the descriptive case study and the other is the experiential case study. Now, descriptive case study would be where you uh, have some information uh, through the third party, which means online information. Yes. And you try to develop a case study out of that. For example, uh, uh, let me, uh, can I mention the brand? Yes, of course. Yes.
0: yes, please right. do. Yes.
1: For example, Hunger Games is a very popular uh, movie. And uh, this is a series of movies. And Hunger Games has been doing a very good uh, digital marketing. So, if you are a professor of digital marketing, instructor of digital marketing, you would like to mention this uh, Hunger Games as an example. Now, you can go to online, collect information, put it in a very good descriptive form, and it will become a case yes. study for your students. So, this is one way of developing the yes,
0: case study. Yes, I see. Yeah.
1: I'm not, uh, and it, it's not a bad way of putting the things because your students will like it. It will be very much informative. But the experiential case study is one step, uh, I would say, it would be more challenging to write. Uh, and what is this? Let me inform, let me tell you. Now, in uh, experiential case study, would be that you will go to Hunger Games production house and you will talk to them and then you will. St- Talk to them about uh, how did they start the digital marketing? What are the tools they have selected for digital marketing? Uh, What are the challenges they have faced for the digital marketing? And what are the different ways that they have opted for digital marketing? Now, there is a difference in between these two. One was descriptive. You got information from the third party. And the other, the, the experiential is, that you have talked to the real people and it is coming from horse's mouth. And then you are making the draft of it. And then, and here comes the protagonist, the character in the case Mm. study. So Mm. there, both of the case studies are um, good to teach in the classroom. But in my experience, the experiential case study is more powerful than the descriptive case study. So my third tip to the Mm uh to the writers is that they need to get out of their comfort zone right so they are not only need to rely on the third party data which is online but they need to go to the companies they need to develop the network with the corporate world they have to find out uh, their uh, links there and they need to talk to the real managers, the real directors, the real GMs, so that they can know the real story behind the scene, And then they can capture the case.
0: So it's get off your chair, get out from behind your desk, get get out into the field. And um, I always uh, uh, like to include on this podcast a bit of advice about what you should not do. Because what I find is, Mm -hmm. in producing grey literature, often people make the same mistakes as other people. You know, the same mistakes recur. Mm -hmm. And I always think if we can just tell people about the pitfalls so that they don't have to make those mistakes and learn from experience. So so let me ask you like the opposite of a question. I asked you before what they should be doing. Is there anything that they should not be doing? Is there anything they should avoid doing?
1: So when you write a case study, there is always a temptation to bring your school of thought. Your story into the case study. Now that is what should you, what should you not be doing. You should be bringing the protagonist story, not your story. The case study is not about you. The case study is about the protagonist, the character that you are capturing in the case study. So his or her worldview is more important. So bring it uh, in your draft. Because what happens uh that the faculty member who has happened to be the professor, so they are very much uh, uh you know uh, overwhelmed with the theories uh with with their articles uh with their uh, uh, i would say uh models, and they would like to bring all their models yes. And theories yes uh, in the case study. So, and then they destroy uh, the flavor yes. of the case study, I would say. So, they should not be doing it. Uh, case study is not about the theoretical frameworks. I'll talk about the theoretical frameworks later. Yes. But the case study is about the story which is coming from horse's mouth. And that's what you need to capture. Now, you you can bring the theories, you can bring the models, but in the teaching note. So whenever we write a case study we also write a teaching note uh-huh, along uh-huh, with that. Right. So teaching note is about uh, the framework the way you will run the case study in the classroom. So you can bring this framework uh, you can bring the theories yes. the models into the teaching case study that at what point in time in the classroom at what uh, juncture of your discussion you will bring this model into the classroom discussion so that you can do but you have to bring it in the teaching note so this is one of the biggest mistakes uh, that the case writers uh, do it it's it's um,
0: it, it's very interesting i in my own mentoring and training i'm very influenced by the psychology of david kolb experiential learning and he isol- he identifies four types of learning one is learning from principles and and, and theory another is learning from concrete examples and then another pair is to do with learning from reflecting on your experience but also by doing stuff trying stuff out and it seems to me that the things you're talking about with cases actually contribute in a number of places in that sort of learning cycle
1: yeah i agree with you
0: so what about about someone who is not just wanting to write a case but is wanting to develop their long-term capacity to become just a better writer of cases. So, in terms of people's authors' long term development, uh, what recommendations would you give to them?
1: Yeah, so uh, as I've been saying, that case study is a story uh, telling. So, you really need to be a good storyteller. So, as a writer, you need to uh, develop the skill set of how to tell a story. So, that's you need to develop. The second thing is when you conduct the interviews, your questions are very important. Uh So, the way you ask the questions, the way you frame the questions, uh, the information will come uh, more or less in the same way. I would like to share an example with you uh, about the recent case study that I'm working on. The case study is about uh, Jazz, which is uh, the biggest, uh, biggest uh, telco in Pakistan. Okay. And uh, I contacted the CEO of the company, right? And I asked him that um, I would like to write a case study on the digital transformation of Jazz, but from the marketing perspective. Right. Yep. Uh, He connected me to the, uh, the the marketing director. And we had a Zoom meeting. And so because I'm a case writer, I developed the questions uh, as the draft of my case study, that this is the information I should be putting first, then this information, then this information. And Anthony, you will be delighted to know that his interview actually became my first draft of the case study.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: Because of my questions. Mm. Because the way I've... Frame the questions. I got very rich information from yeah. him, and of course, uh, uh, you can. So that became my first draft, and then I uh, send him more questions, and then I receive more data. After accommodating that information, I send him more questions. I I got more data. So in three iterations, my case study is uh, now in some shape, and it took me about uh, uh, about six months. So, case study is also quite a time-consuming job. Yes. It's not that simple. So, so, if you really want to become a case writer, as I've said, your networking with the corporate world is very important. Mm. You need to be a storyteller. When you do the interviews, your questions need to be very good. And another tip I would like to give to the case writer is that you should write the case studies about the discipline that you are teaching. Mm
0: -hmm. Right.
1: Because when you, uh, because it's not about this, that one day you will think about it, that oh, there is a contact and I can write a case study on his or her, uh, you know, job. You don't do like this. So first you recognize that, okay, this is my area of interest. And I have to develop a case study on this area. And these are the challenges which perhaps the companies are facing in this area. And then you look at your corporate connections that from where you can get this kind of uh, storyline. And you go to that connection and then you talk to them and then, then the whole journey starts off. So this is the way you have to initiate a lead for your case study.
0: What, what strikes me listening to you, two things. One is that the skills that you're talking about, they very much resemble the skills of a good journalist, actually. That's the first thing that strikes me. The second thing, mm-hmm. the prominence you've given to the notion of storytelling. So I've noticed on this podcast how often that theme comes into our episodes. We actually... Published an entire episode, which was um, a review of a book by Sean Callahan called "Putting Stories to Work." But it's also a theme that's featured in many interviews. Now we first met something like fifteen years ago, working at the Judge Business School in Cambridge, and I think then this notion of storytelling in business schools, business education, was probably already important. But I don't, I don't remember people talking about it as much. It seems to me something that's become increasingly prominent over the years. Is that your impression as well?
1: Yes, you are right. Uh, So your first uh, comment that uh, it's quite journalistic, I agree with you because you are exploring a phenomenon, you are interviewing people, then you are making a story out of it. It's it's very much uh, a task of a journalist. I completely agree with you uh but of course we are uh, academic so we bring our academic flavor into into that journalistic job uh, and the second thing is that the storytelling uh is definitely becoming more popular why because uh, because when you tell a story people tend to remember yes. the things because they associate uh, that information uh with some character with some situation so they tend to remember it uh, so, and therefore it is also called experiential because people are participating in that story as if they are the characters of uh, that plot. So, th- definitely it's becoming more popular. It is, uh, it is definitely a very good pedagogical tool, a very strong pedagogical tool uh, that helps us engage students with that phenomenon. Which we would like to uh, explain them, or we, which we would like them to remember, or which we would like them to apply in 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 different business situations. Well,
0: wow, thank you. I think Farah, I think um, I think you've treated us not not only to a very kind of informed, informative treatment of case studies, but I think also really, really engaging one, and your enthusiasm. Well, it feels to me infectious. So I'm really grateful for you taking the time to, to enlighten us on cases. That's a, a really kind of, um, I think you've given us a really expert treatment. So thank you ever so much. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for inviting me over.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening. Grey Lit Cafe is edited by Dr. Bart Hallmark and produced by Frontinus Limited. Frontinus specialises in grey literature forms such as proposals, publications, papers and reports. The music is from Handel's Water Music courtesy of the United States Marine Band and Marine Chamber Orchestra.